Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. On the 7th of January, the first Sunday, I started talking about the theme of the year, and but um, our gadgets, our breaker there started misbehaving, so we went offline. I spoke. Um, I know that now or show what happened me. So I would start again, okay, and go into some few issues, and then we'll take our time to break it. We have the whole year to offload the theme, so I'll not rush it. Hallelujah. Because it's better to bring you to the same page rather than to rush and then you miss out. Okay. So, what's your interpreter. Why? Me me up to class four. Na minima kenkai. Na me minima kenkai. Up to class four. I didn't know how to read. I bombed some exams B and I went home and they laughed at me. They laughed at me, pa. And then I used the news. Those days, GTV. They used to read funeral announcement. By the time my vacation was over, I knew how to read. And, and in that same class, from class four to class five, I was the best reader in the class. So, 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 I didn't know how to read from up to class four. I didn't know where A was and B. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I remember. Pa. Hallelujah. It was easy. Hallelujah. It was easy. Sana Ebusian Kranya made a brof watching. Sana minimum po, Nana may made me the Jimmy, Nana minimaking kind. Say, will it trouble for now? Kaya, Obeka, sir, a university professor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the title of uh, this morning's message from the Lord, which is meant to be a blessing to you, to encourage you, and to empower you, is called Being Watchful. Being Watchful for Increase and Victory. Being Watchful. Being Watchful. Say, oh yeah, I yeah. Now we kai. Now we din kunim. Oh yeah, I yeah. Being watchful. Hallelujah. The theme, that is a theme for the year. Watchfulness, increase, and victory. I told you that, I told you that God wants you to be alert. The, the scriptures from both the Old Testament and to the New Testament is replete with counsel and information and admonition for the child of God to be alert. 
either so that the enemy will not overrun you or that you will not fall into the traps of the enemy or that you will also not miss the seasons of your breakthrough. So what you are saying. Because sometimes opportunities come at a time you don't expect it. You may be praying for um, a breakthrough. Let's say you are single, you want to get married. And God can bring somebody around you. And a person may be annoying, but maybe that person is the one that God is God's answer to you. But because you are not discerning, because you are not discerning, you may miss it. Jesus was going somewhere. And the Bible says, and he needed to go through Samaria. And when he got to a certain well around the township of Samaria, he sat down. The Bible says he was hungry and tired, so he sat down. And the Bible says the disciples left him to go into the city to go and buy food. So he was left there alone. It was obvious that they were all hungry. So they went to buy food. And he was waiting for them. And whilst he was waiting for them, a certain Samaritan woman decided to come and fetch water in that afternoon. And the Bible makes us to understand that he, she didn't want to be coming in the morning because everybody was gossiping about her because of her life. The fact that she had been with five uh, men, husbands, okay, and even the one he, she was with at the time she's doing a planke a planke a planke it's not her own but uh, are they shaking it how far hallelujah and and so the 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 tag and and the and the people in the town who gossip about her who who wants to be gossiped about so she 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 will not come to the uh, uh, well, in the morning, when the women of the town have come, she would wait. Everybody, when you go, then she'll come and fetch her own water for her own Aplanke husband. Hallelujah. But it was that time that Jesus chose to sit there. And when the woman came, we don't hear the Bible recording that Jesus greeted her. The first thing Jesus said is, can you give me water to drink? And then, the usual thing happened. How is it that you, being a Jew, have you seen? There is no record that Jesus greeted her. She didn't say good afternoon, mommy. Apo mutu saying, Onyatina wa Yesu atori biana ni huye hipa. Sometimes Jesus behaved and spoke in a way that would throw you off. But if you are not discerning, you will not know that he is your destiny helper. In totality. Literally. Look at how he presented himself. Give me water to drink. I don't know you from anywhere. I just walked to you. Give me money to buy food. How does that sound? But when you are discerning, when you are discerning, Look at Abraham. He is sitting down uh, under a tree and three strange men are walking past his house. Then he gets up and says, Sirs, please, turn into my house and eat. Sit down. Let me refresh you. What came over Abraham? What came over Abraham? What came over Abraham? Are you discerning? If, if you don't take care if you don't take care, you will miss out. 
I was buying, I wanted to buy some chairs. I called the woman. I called her, she wasn't picking. Then I saw another number, I called, not knowing it was her boy's number. And I said, Madam, if you know you will not sell the thing, don't put your number online. Because I've been calling this number for one week. It goes through, you don't pick. He said, Oh, me pa chop. Phone me nimu. Nam zi unimu ya frawa unti mi miaso. Unimu a pobi, netua nikano onfa fu onfa kone wanam. Nam pa chop. Me pa chop. I spoke rudely because I was angry. Even though I wanted to buy from her. Then I said, I didn't cry me into you. I said, oh, 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 me patrol. And the way she spoke to me, I drove to where she, she was at, uh, after Abosokai, some road be, I don't know the name of the place. I went there. As soon as I got to the shop, she greeted me and said, Oh, miss me, sorry, why? Me, sorry. As soon as she said, Me, sorry, then the Lord opened my eye. I said, Ma, that been now who close to shop, no, now called that fear for over three months. Say, Hey, two weeks near my bedroom. I said, What happened? Because me who said, Obi Betna or shop, Nim Muslim, and a patu to two are matching. Around five, and all the new me go shop nenim. And I say yampa or buy and When he came to the shop that morning, he said he was asleep, and then she had a dream that somebody is doing something in front of her shop. So she rushed. She's from Church of Pentecost. She rushed that dawn and came. The true, true, true. The man was there, but he didn't see the man. The man had done the whatever. So she went inside and prayed. She just prayed normal prayer and walked inside. She stepped on whatever the manner. She paralyzed that same day. She nearly died. It's a, it's a, it was her sister who is a, a, a woman of God who prayed for her. Then I said, I told her that you yourself, you're a woman of God. You dream. You see everything God wants to show you in a dream, but you don't understand. I said, I am Paul. They tell her things, but she doesn't understand anything. I said, God says that that thing is still here. So I should pray over it. And I prayed. And then I bought things. She gave me good discount. The story didn't end. After some six months, I was there. When I saw her call, I said, Mami, we're there in view. I said, for me, you're prame. Me, you're prame. Why? They've come to do the thing again. And they got her again. I said, but I gave you counsel. I said, Oba, every day, hold oil. I said, Pentecost for no, you're charismatic. Charismatic, you know, anointing a shop. I said, I'm going to They will spray everywhere. But some of these other people, 
Pentecostals. You see, the people we call the actual Pentecostals were not the beneficiaries of the, of the, of the Holy Ghost. The actual Pentecostals were people who came to celebrate Pentecost. And they were drinking. The people who were not celebrating Pentecost, but were in the upper room, they benefited. So Pentecostals are not people who receive uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Pentecostal was 50 days after, Pente uh, after uh, uh, the Passover. Don't worry. So they came to do the thing again. I drove there. There was not a single chair in the woman's shop. Her shop had been, it was collapsing. All the bears, the chairs, everything she's selling is gone. And she was in debt. When I went, she was crying. And I prayed for her. I said, affliction will not arise a second time. Recently, I drove there again. She's been restored. Pray and be alert, be watchful. You are selling things, be watchful. You are going to school, be watchful. Do you understand me? You are going to work, be watchful. You don't know who comes to sit on your chair when you get up to go home. You don't know who has been in that company for a long time before you came and you have been promoted. You don't know who is learning how to sew with you. And the person is not happy that you are more skillful than she is. Someone doesn't like the fact that your boss likes you than her. Even in church, some of you think that I have favorites. Is that not so? Answer me, is that not so? You think I don't know? You, you won't come to me. When other people come to me, they say, a person has favorites. I don't have favorites. I say, I, I will laugh with the people who laugh. If you come to me, the people who come to me too much, I sack them. Ask them. Naomi, is that not so? Eh? But you don't have the heart that Naomi has. I, I don't just suck her. I insult her. You, if I say, oh, you, you'll be angry with me. Clap for Naomi. One day I was there. She was bitter against me. She came and said, Apostle, the way you suck me, I want to cry in the house. I said, Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But be watchful. It was her determination like that, being watchful, that she received words of prophecy from me and she received liberty in certain areas of her life. Be watchful. If you are going to be watchful, then you are going to be spiritually minded and not emotionally uh, uh, ruled. Because when you are emotional, you are going to miss out on what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Give me some macho, uh, is it bass? And some, my voice sounds like Kukua's um, voice too much. Kukua, why are you looking at me like that? At the end of the day, in John 4, you will notice that the woman received liberty. 
if she was not watchful, and if it was not by the mercy, she would have missed a serious Kairos moment. When you are watchful, you become a beneficiary of what heaven has ordained for you to get. There are many times we miss certain divine seasons. Sometimes the day you say you don't want to go to church or you don't want to pray, typically that is a day that heaven has ordained to bless you. Sometimes the day you say, today I'll give my boss an excuse, I won't go to work. Maybe that is a day that they have determined that they will promote you. Praise the Lord. Maybe the day that you have told yourself that if I come to church and apostle doesn't know and he starts shouting on us the way he has been doing lately, no, Charlie, I won't go to church again. Maybe that is a day to that one. As soon as apostle shouted, no, then the angel to release the blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you are going to be watchful, then you are going to stop being too sensitive emotionally. As a Phoenician woman comes to Jesus, says, Lord, my daughter is not well. Jesus says, I did not, I was not sent to you people. I was sent to the lost house of Israel. I am not come for the Gentile, for the people. No, 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 no. My work has not reached out to them. It is not good, therefore, to, for me to give the food of the children to dogs. The woman said, Yes. I may be a dog, but you see, when the children eat and they are satisfied, there are things called cramps. When it falls down, the dogs cannot be stopped from eating the cramps. If you stop a stray dog from eating cramps, then it means you are wicked. If you stop dogs from eating the food that has fallen down from your table, then, 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 you are wicked indeed. But I know you are not a wicked God. Let the dogs eat the crumbs from the bread. Jesus turns and says, Oh woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Two times foreigners shocked Jesus by their alertness in faith. Two times this woman could have gotten angry and said, Oh, so this breakthrough I'm looking for. Is that how to know? Look at how you are talking. You are calling me a dog. Hey, Fauta Pro. We are too sensitive and yet very needy. Most women have become sensitive and missing out on good people that God brings them for a husband because somebody cheated on you. Men have become overly sensitive and jealous because a certain lady lied to you. If you are going to walk victoriously and walk in increase, then you are going to learn to not be sensitive. Look at the, our father Abraham. He wakes up one day and sees that his herdsmen are fighting and the herdsmen of Lot, his nephew, are fighting. Abraham decides not to be sensitive and emotional. He was the one that God called. And he decided to let his uh, nephew tag along. His nephew is not part of God's plan. So if anything, he had every right to 
tell his nephew, Master, stop your people from fighting my, otherwise trouble will come. He rather calls his nephew and says, let there be no fight between me and you and between your men and my men. He said, choose wherever you are because you are great. Your people, your thing are increasing. So let's separate so that there will be, there will be no fight. You just go. Choose wherever you go. If you choose the left, I'll go right. If you choose right, I'll go. You choose first. God told Abraham, it is, I am that one that is saying you. Abraham was the eldest one. He could have looked at the fruitful fields and chosen. But he decided not to be sensitive. He decided to be watchful. Do you understand me? And alert in the spirit. And Lot chose the fruitful fields and left. And when he left, God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, now lift up your eyes round about you. Look at it. Read it. And the Lord said to Abraham, one go. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated, it means there are certain revelations God will not give to you until some people have left. So when they leave, don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive. 2024, don't be sensitive. That boy says he doesn't love you again. Don't cry. I know broken heart is painful, but don't cry. Don't cry. Your husband said he won't give you money for... Don't cry. Don't cry. Your lecturer says he won't give you the marks that you deserve. Don't cry. One go. And the Lord said to Everybody. Abraham, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to if you. If he is looking northward and southward, eastward and westward, where did Lot choose? It means that even where Lord chose, whether it was in the north or south, east or west, it was part of what God was giving to Abraham. God was saying, even where that guy has chosen, I'm giving it to you, I'll give it to him. When you are alert spiritually, you don't fight spiritual battles with emotions. You allow God to show you and you will see that you are victorious all round about. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That any emotions that the enemy uses to make you take decisions that is not in line with the Spirit of God, may God take over. Amen. And may the Holy Spirit help you to align in watchfulness. Amen. May you receive what belongs to you. Amen. May you receive what belongs to you. Amen. I said, may you receive what belongs Amen. to you by watchfulness. In the name of Jesus, Amen. may nothing make you lose what heaven has ordained for you. Yes. Hallelujah. If you deal with me, if you, are, if you deal on personal terms with me, you can see that sometimes I can say things that are annoying. The people who are close to me will testify. <laughs> I can break your heart with my words. Intentionally. Oh, most of the time when I'm doing it, I am aware of what I'm doing. I'm not doing it unintentionally. Hallelujah. I can say hurtful words intentionally. 
I want to test you. Because the people, I've realized the people that I never did that to, they are the people who betray me the most. I can say very nasty things to you. I'm just testing your heart. Hallelujah. Like my father in the Lord tested my heart. There was a particular year. He would make me so heavy, heavy seas. Uh, father, this man, is it intentional? One time, I went to drop one. Prophet Ben was there. When I dropped it, I sat down and I said, the old man, he's testing you. He's testing your loyalty. I said, oh, okay. I will never fail. He should bring it on. <laughs> one day, I was there. In the night, he called me. He said, the angel of the Lord says, I should ask you, will you do this and that and that? I said, that yes, I'm ready. Then he laughed said, the angel said, you will do it. And I told the angel that, yes, you will do it. Do it. Because I said, Mama, since your Becca said, you don't do it. He paid me, but I did it. Hallelujah. Sacrifices. Hey. If you are going to be watchful, you are going to enjoy the uncommon favor, uncommon blessings. But when you are sensitive, you, emotionally, you cannot be watchful. Hallelujah. And I pray for you that this year you will be watchful. Amen. Watchfulness characterizes the attitude of being hopeful, expectant, without losing God. Without dropping the ball. Without taking your eyes off the goal. Let me continue in English. Later we'll do the tree, okay? Otherwise, enkoye. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Watchfulness connotes being vigilant. It demands alertness and detachment from earthly pleasures. Hallelujah. Just like Luke 21, 34 to 36 says, Okay, to be watchful means to be in a state of readiness. Hallelujah. Jesus said, keep watch because you don't know the day or the hour that the Son of Man is coming. Hallelujah. That is Matthew 25. If you read the parable of the ten virgins, he told them that if, if you are watchful, put, put the Matthew 35 there for me. Okay. Matthew 35. Uh, sorry, 25 from verse 13. Quickly. From the power of the ten virgins. Thirteen, one, three. Everybody, one go. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Uh huh. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who calls. It's okay. Own it's okay. It says, "Watch therefore." Because you don't know what time he is coming. So it requires being alert that, hey, today Jesus can come. Oh. This evening he can come. Oh. Right now he can come. Oh. So you are alert. You are living ready. You are ready, all weather ready. Do you understand me? So when somebody is insulting and you want to insult back, remember maybe by the time you are saying, you took 
You do your F. By the time you say finishing full, no, 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 the day you say you are going to you are going to steal. Oof, no sakan. Oh boss, ni si kana pa pa pa. Hallelujah. So you must be ready, be alert. Hallelujah. What fullness also suggests a state of preparedness, preparedness in order to avoid being taken unaware by the enemy. Psalm 127, the whole of Psalm 127. Being prepared every day so that no weapon be prepared. Only because you are talking to people. Be prepared. Make sure that you don't get trapped with the words of your mouth. Because like Jesus, the Bible says, and the Pharisees send people so that they may trap him in his words. There are people who come around you. They, they, you may think they are friends, but they are trapping you. Something did not know that when Delilah gave her the, him the wine and he drank and he said, oh, for nine, for Tito me has no. He didn't know it was a trap. He didn't know that the Bela trap had been set. Sometimes the wives, the lady sitting by you, they set traps. They set traps. They set traps. Let me give you a hint. When you notice that they, they call you by your first name and that day they are calling you by a sweet name, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. When my daughter was younger, she did it to me one day. She, she was going to say, I daddy, daddy. I said, this one is a trap. You don't call me like that. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. When you come back, hey, how are you? I miss you. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. There are some people, when they call me and they start laughing, <laughs> Apostle, you see, I've called you to check up on you. I know it's a trap. It's a trap. I'm not looking anywhere. I'm not looking anywhere. I'm just looking straight. I'm preaching the word of the Lord. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. They know themselves, and I know them, and they know that I know them. <laughs> it's a trap. Hallelujah. It's a trap. It's a trap. So you are in a state of preparedness. When that call comes, I say, forget about the pleasantries. What are you looking for? Be alert. Be prepared. Hallelujah. When you are prepared like that, it is difficult to fall into temptation. When you are alert like that, when I was a TA, for instance, as soon as I enter the lecture hall, no, the uh, quiz, quiz, like early morning, Monday morning, question one. As soon as I enter there, I don't say good morning. The, my good morning is question one. Pop quiz. As soon as I enter there, no. Your mind must be alert. Why? They didn't do it to you when you were in GSS. Uh, uh, I had a GSS teacher. Math. First, um, first uh, lesson, mathematics. Kwekume is standing there. Hey, first uh, Question. Only rock classroom. Question one. No, they go so. Question two. Question three. Question four. Hallelujah. My own. He used to call himself Kwekum. It's called Kwekukumisechi, and he's shouting Kwekum. Wicked man. 
wicked man. I've been looking for him. I want to show him that upon all his wickedness, God has been good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, over the weekend, if you forget that you go to school on Monday for, you will not be prepared. Hallelujah. Because of that, you see that some students, they don't want to come to school Monday morning. They pretend as if they are sick. How many of you have done that before? When you're in school, you pretend as if that you are sick. And then, you, Reverend Robin, okay, we thank God. May God heal you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Being watchful also involves fighting carelessness. To be watchful means you are fighting the tendency to be careless. The tendency to be what? Careless. So that you don't just do things anyhow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes says there is a time to embrace and there is a time to refrain from embracing. You are not careless. It's not every time we embrace. I've said this before. It's not every time I embrace people. Sometimes you know I embrace you. By the time we come, when you come, I'll just give you a fist bump. You do whatever I, I know why. The Bible says there's a time to fight and there's a time to refrain from fighting. Sometimes I'll fight you. Now, sometimes I'll come and stand and I'll be shouting on top of. It's not because I hate you. If you see me screaming on you, it's not because. It's, it's on the contrary. It's rather because I love you and you are being too lackadaisical. So I'll shout on you. And if you know me, you'll notice that he's not, it's not that he's angry with me, he wants my good. I'll shout on you. If I say pray, stop being lazy, and I say it in a harsh way, it's not because. I don't like you. No, on the contrary. On the contrary. Because the thing is that it is the people that you want them to do well that you push. But the one who has refused to wake up there, you just leave the person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I thought you were here. Hallelujah. Amen. There are three basic areas that God wants us to be prepared or to be alert in. Okay? Number one, for his second coming. Be ready for the second coming of the Lord. Number two, number two, be on guard against temptation because when you fall to temptation, then you will miss out on the success on the way that will lead you to um, being blessed when he returns. And then number three, he wants you to be prepared in your prayer life, which entails your entire walk with him. So be prepared regarding the second coming of the Lord. Okay? Be prepared regarding um, uh, temptation. And this one encompasses the, the steps of your destiny. Temptation. Because whatever is going to tempt you is supposed to uproot you from your destiny. Which is the purpose that God has brought you into. Which is what you are going to be judged on when he returns. Do you understand me? So, he wants you to be watchful against temptation. And temptation varies many ways. He tells you to be watchful against people who will cheat you out of your reward. He tells you to be watchful against false prophets, false teachers. Because all these people will make you hear things that you must not hear. What will tempt you and lead you astray. Do you understand me? He tells you to be watchful against strange women, if you are a man. Strange men, if you are a woman. 
Do you understand me? He tells you to be uh, watch a guard against the temptation of emotional instability. He says a man that, that, that is able to control his spirit is better than he who wins a city. All these ones is within the gamut of being watchful for your destiny. Okay? When you fight against temptation, you are securing your destiny. I repeat, when you fight against temptation, you are securing your destiny. When you fall to temptation, you are putting your destiny at jeopardy. Do you understand? Because when you are tempted to marry the wrong person, it means that you have missed out on their life partner for your destiny. Hey, you will suffer. Nothing destroys destiny quicker than a wrong marriage. The worst prison that anybody can put himself in is in a wrong marriage. It's the worst prison. It's the worst prison. It's the worst prison. Hallelujah. You will marry rightly. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord will never leave you in that decision. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And your marriage will be glorious. Amen. I'm, I didn't say your wedding will be glorious. I say your marriage will be glorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter how bad it has been, may the Spirit of the Lord enter that place. Amen. And make it fruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I thought you were here. Hallelujah. Amen. A certain gentleman called Mr. Brooks says, Watchfulness includes a waking and an arousing up of the soul. It says it is a continual careful observing of our heart and our ways in all the turnings of our lives. Until we keep so close to God and to his word. Therefore, I say, this is my own words, watchfulness, therefore, is keeping the heart. It is the watching over the heart and the guarding of it until everything that flows from your heart brings glory to God. Keeping watch over your heart, guarding it until whatever flows out of it brings glory to God. Because it says, out of your heart, comes for the abundance of everything. He said, God, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Is that not so? Jesus put it this way. Out of the heart proceeds everything from your mouth. So if you are going to guard your heart and the issues of your life comes out, then it will be things that will be bring glory to God and not things that will bring uh, disgrace to God. Hallelujah. Which areas does God want you to be watchful in? Okay. I have 10 minutes. Praise the Lord. Which areas does God want you to be watchful in? I will not be able to finish all next week, which is the last Sunday of January. I will finish it by God's grace. Hallelujah. Number one, God wants you to be watchful and alert in your steps or in your walk with him. Hallelujah. Micah chapter 7 verse 7. Micah 7, 7. Or Mika, if you are a tree speaker. Mika 7, 7. One goal. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will pay attention. I'll be watchful towards the Lord. 
from this scripture, I can give you a thousand more. He said, I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Psalm 16. I have set the Lord away. I'll be watchful towards the Lord. I will look towards the Lord. I will not look towards man. He said, when I lift up my eyes to the hills, I notice that my, my help does not come from the hills, but it comes from the Lord. So I will not look at the hills anymore. I will look at the Lord. I will look at the Lord. 2024, God does not want you to trust in man. When you pray, Father, make a way for me. Don't let your mind go to a certain man that has promised you. Don't let your mind go to a certain woman that has promised you. It will fail you. It will do what? Fail you. It will do what? Fail you. Trust only in the Lord. He said, those who put their trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. When you put your trust in any human being, and let me submit to you, married couple, your partner, your married partner, he is not meant to bring you joy and happiness. I am not saying that the person shouldn't attempt to make you happy. That's what I'm saying. But if you place your expectation of joy and happiness on the person, you are going to be miserably disappointed because that person is not the author and perfecter of peace and joy. That person is not the prince of peace. That person is also looking for peace. How can somebody give you what he doesn't have? How can somebody give you what she doesn't have? Do you understand me? We don't marry because we want joy. We, we marry to serve and to manifest the purpose of God. The joy and the peace is a byproduct of we doing what God said we should do in that marriage. It's a byproduct. It's just the same way Jesus saying, seek first the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness. And then the things of life that you are looking for will be added. So we don't come to life. We don't live life to look for things. We, look, we live life to manifest the kingdom of God. And then things get added. So the reason why we are unhappy with our spouses is because we set our expectations on the wife. We set our expectations on the husband. And we expect the husband to come and cook with us in the kitchen. We expect the husband to be mopping whilst we are cooking. And we get disappointed. We expect that when we come back from work, the wife has cooked. We expect that by the weekend, the wife has washed our things. And so when they don't do those things, we get disappointed. Marriage was not meant for that. If you're a gentleman here, may I submit to you, cooking is not a woman's job. It's a survival skill. Don't clap if you're a woman. Don't clap. 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 I, I am not pegging men against women. No, I don't do that. I am telling you the mind of God. There are things we are majoring on the minors. We, we major on the minors. We are not watchful to the purpose for which God brought man and a woman together. There is a reason why he told himself that it is not good for a man to be alone. There is a reason. There is a purpose. He had given a divine assignment to man. There was no cooking inside. There was no washing inside. There was an assignment that he had given to man. And when man was doing the assignment, God came back, even though he had signed of creation and said, and God saw all that he had created, and behold, it was good. God came back and said, no, this one. 
It's not good. Then he separated a bone and formed a helper, a companion, and said, now, draw together. Then he says, replenish the earth. Subdue it. Multiply. Accomplish this task for me. Therefore, marriage is an earthly thing. It's not in heaven. Do you understand me? Now, if you set your eyes on the ball and on the goal, the, the peripheries that you major on, they will fade away. You will find solution for them because they are not the main thing. When you go to school, you want to go and study and pass. That is the objective. But meanwhile, there will be things like sports. There will be things like other things that you may want to excel in. This, those things are good, but they are not the main focus. If you spend your time focusing on those things, making friends, looking for boyfriend, looking for girlfriend in school, if you make that your priority, you will fail portal. If you focus on getting the most popular nickname, you will fail portal. Desert rat. Yeah, yeah. Some of you seated here. Your, your, your nickname in school, if we mention it here, the angel standing by you will leave. I know an Akokos own. You don't know it, so you want me to remind you. Uh-huh. You talk through. Hallelujah. There are some of you, your classmates don't know your real name. I heard the story. A certain guy was ill. They took him to, uh, the, the people went to his house. They, they mentioned and said, please, are you the father of the mention and they said, well, who is that? There are some of you like that. When your parents come to school and they mention your real name, nobody knows you by your real name. Meanwhile, you are sitting here with a very nice face. Look at how beautiful you are. Then you go to school and call wickedness. That's your nickname, wickedness. And your, your, your nickname is Ancestor. Uh, your nickname is Virus. <laughs> Anajo. I had a senior called Ayewa. Ayewa. <laughs> uh, I had a senior called Mental. I hear he is now a pastor. What was his name? What was your name? Bruce. Bruce. Some people that was that was their main aim to be the most popular person on campus. So they're always doing things. And then you come out of school and you realize that you wasted an opportunity to build capacity for the dest- for your destiny. Do you understand me? In the same way, when you are watchful in marriage, you set your eyes on the goal and not on the peripheries. Some of us, we are too ego, egotistical. So we are, not, we are not careful about looking out for the purpose. We, 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 you plan the marriage meticulously. And you don't plan. You plan the wedding meticulously, but you don't plan for the marriage. So life after the wedding is miserable for you. 
Friday, I was telling you, I read a story. A gentleman was lamenting. He married. After three months, the woman says, I want divorce. Why? Meanwhile, it was the girl who begged the guy to marry him. Her. After marriage, she noticed that marriage comes with responsibility. Marriage is not honeymoon. Marriage is responsibility. If you like, ask Mrs. Sahaji. Hallelujah. There was a time, a certain woman holding a child sitting here. When I asked her, why didn't you come to here? I said, my husband said I should go to the market. I didn't know I'm sorry, make her market. Sunday, I'm not powerful, I'm market. Hallelujah. Marriage is about serving. Everything in marriage is about serving. If you are not ready to serve, don't marry. If you are not ready to serve, don't marry. Watchfulness in marriage requires humble service. service serving without complaining, without murmuring. And you are not doing it to, to, to score points as opposed to what the marriage counselors have told you. We don't serve to score points. You are not scoring any point. It is not uh, who wants to be rich. You don't cook to score points. You don't love your wife to score points. You don't do labors of love to score points. You are commanded in obedience to Christ. He said, in honor to Christ. In obedience to Christ. You do it. If you are going to be judged by it. It is not to score points. It's not about hand go, hand come. Marriage is not hand go, hand come. It's not about if you do it, me too, I'll do it. No. You miss it, you miss on the point. You miss out on the point and you go to hell. I was watching uh, Seth Roth. A woman was sitting in church. They were worshipping. And then she felt weak, so she just sat on the chair. As soon as she sat on the chair, she said, between, she was sitting in the front, so between her and the altar, she just saw a curtain open, and then she saw herself in hell. The thing was so real that, and, and the angel was telling her, the reason why you are coming here is because you are angry against your husband. You said your husband. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.